I'm great. It's really exciting. Great to have you on our podcast. You mentioned before the, the potential of a merge between centralized and decentralized finance. Can you elaborate on how you envision this merger taking place and what role do you see MakerDAO playing in that merger? So MakerDAO is one of the oldest projects in the space. Right? And by now we've become also one of the, the biggest, right, the most legitimate in terms of building real things, right? And the thing that's always driven us is the belief that blockchain technology needs to actually generate real value for real people, yeah. right? It's not just some like theoretical thing. It's a real thing that matters in the real world. And if you want to deliver value to the real world, then I mean, that, got, that means you've got to integrate with the things that exist in the real world. When it comes to crypto, DeFi, right, then a lot of that relates to things like real world assets, right, deploying into to, um, to assets that exist in the real world. You know, following regulations, so you're allowed to do marketing and promotion in a, in the way that is is responsible and and you know that people actually want and trust. Um, and I think it, we were off to sort of a slow start with this, right? That was not always how people in crypto thought about things. They tended to be a lot more ideological. Now I think it's been pretty clear that uh, it pays off to do things this way because yeah, of all the growth, basically, and all the success we see now. Absolutely. Uh, MakerDAO recently announced or was talking about plans to build uh, a future native blockchain using Solana's code base. And uh, what specific technical qualities of Solana uh, make it a promising choice for MakerDAO's blockchain? And how will uh, this decision impact the project's long-term goals? Also, there are, are there any other blockchains that you're looking forward to other than Solana? Yeah, so I mean, this has been wi widely uh, mis misunderstood, I would say, in the okay. sense that what we, what I wrote specifically is we should consider mm -hmm. Solana, right? Meaning we should experiment with, I mean, Solana in particular, but also other blockchain technology. And I mean, the most important thing is that Maker obviously is staying on Ethereum, right? Yeah. All of our product, I mean, our user-facing products, all of our adoption, okay. all of our network effect exists in Ethereum, and we're going heavily into to L2, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the thing that really allows us to do this is this sub-down model mm -hmm. that we are we're launching, right? So we're splitting Maker up, Maker up into many different sub-downs. That enables the ecosystem to really like spread across the whole multi-chain universe, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. But in the end, I mean, I would expect the vast majority is going to focus on Ethereum and L2s because I really think that's where the future growth is. What we are looking to build is a high-performant backend that can sort of contain the the most uh, critical sort of governance backend infrastructure, mm -hmm. and then also run our basically the, the tokenomics for these sub DAOs, mm -hmm. uh, and that requires a lot of efficiency and performance because if we get that, then the whole ecosystem becomes basically more efficient, more valuable, and that's going to benefit the end users whether where they are, you know, even in Ethereum, right? Yeah. So I think in the end, what happened is um, you know crypto is quite down currently, right? Mm -hmm. People have lost money, so they're looking for ways to sort of bend their frustrations. So that's why there was a lot of controversy and, and a lot of like basically, uh, I mean, honestly, misinformation related to this uh, proposal. Uh, and I mean, our view of this is once we turn things around and Maker sort of really helps bring growth and helps bring innovation back to the space, everybody will forget their 
squabbles with each other and, and just focus on, on growing the whole ecosystem, right? And, and really using blockchain to benefit real people and make real change in the world. Absolutely. And so the hope is uh, MakerDAO recently became the first Delhi protocol to reach 1 billion in total value load. And uh, what factors do you think contributed to this achievement? And how do you plan on sustaining and expanding the ecosystem going forward? Uh, yeah, so actually, um, Maker has something like, I think, six, maybe even seven billion in, in total value locked. Now, oh. Yeah, so I mean, and, and uh, so I think we're number two after uh, Lido, which is the biggest. Yeah. Um, but as like sort of a real DeFi protocol, we're by far the biggest, uh, mm -hmm. alongside Ave, which is also really big. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, what originally drove our, the growth of sort of the value locked in the system was, was, it was ETH. It was like the, the, the bull run, right? The, the big bubble. So you had lots of people, uh, levering up on ETH, yeah. borrowing, using it as collateral and the price went up a lot. Then that all like deflated away, right? So the, the TVL of DeFi overall dropped dramatically. Yeah. The thing that sort of kept Maker big mm -hmm. and actually keeps our, the size of our network growing. Uh, and the sort of the economic size and, and, and significance is these real-world assets. I mean, we were the ones who cracked the code on how do you take DeFi and connect it to the real world and the real financial system in a way that's compliant, that's, mm -hmm. that's regulatory and legally safe. Uh, and turns out that's a bit of a killer app. Um, it's allowed us to, um, you know, scale up DAI while keeping it really, really stable, really yeah. solid, and also build, uh, you know, products that, that are really hyped at this point, like, like SDAI. Right, which yeah. is a token that uh, is really easy to integrate in other DeFi protocols, but delivers a really you know reliable um, uh, you know uh, low risk uh, yield of currently five uh, percent. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, I mean, we have all these different builders and 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 projects experimenting with building on top of, especially in Asia, yeah. where you you can really do this uh, without sort of you know with a very favorable. A regulatory environment that exists in many places here in Asia. Absolutely. Can, can you walk us through uh, the conception of MakerDAO? How did you and your co-founders come across the idea and what were the initial few steps that you took while founding the firm? Uh, so I got into crypto, uh, I got into Bitcoin in like 2011. So I was like a real early adopter of Bitcoin, true yeah. believer. So I held a lot of Bitcoin through all like the early bubbles. And this experience of sort of, you know, round tripping uh, the value, right? Of constantly making a lot of money and then losing it all again and then making it all back and losing it all again. That got me like dialed in on stable coins as being necessary for normal people to ever want to use crypto. So then we got into BitShares, which was the first stable coin project. Yeah. Um, but it failed. It was, BitShares was trying to do too many things. Mm -hmm. So they were doing the stable coin, they invented that, but they were also trying to do a whole bunch of other things. Uh, and that was, it was just not possible to realize all those goals. Uh, and then basically me and, and my co-founders, we saw um, Ethereum as like, this was the perfect opportunity. This is where we can go. We can build just a stablecoin, not be distracted by all the other stuff. And then let the rest of the ecosystem build on top of it, use it, build all the other features, basically. What's kind of ironic about it is at the time, we didn't really see how there was real value in a stablecoin, like how a stablecoin project itself could generate a real value uh, and, and be sort of a, a massive project. Um, we we were sort of more doing it for the for the ecosystem. Uh, so it's really ironic that now it turns out stablecoin is pretty much the only business model that works <laughs> in crypto. Pretty much everything else, nobody has figured out how to make money on any of that. Right? Maker is 
basically the only DeFi protocol that is, you know, really making like, you know, serious income that allows us to, to spend on a lot of development, a lot of innovation, mm -hmm. and even generate a lot of surplus, uh, that sort of, you know, actually sustains, um, the tokenomics of, of yeah. the token itself in a way that basically everyone else, they gotta do to pontinomics, right? Pumping and dumping, uh, maker and, and the, the maker token is, is the one pretty much that, that, um, uh, you know, hasn't needed any of that and has this much more organic, much more solid uh, value generated um, and sort of this, 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 this fundamentally value-driven growth. Yeah, absolutely. So DAI has experienced significant growth, but uh, there have been times when it has struggled with its one-to-one um, -one peg with the US dollar due to, of course, increase in supply and demand uh, in the DeFi space. How, how does MakerDAO plan to address the stability of this stablecoin? And I, I'm sure that this isn't the problem with just DAI. There are um, plenty of stablecoins and all of them at some point or another have faced this problem of stability. So how, how does MakerDAO plan to address it? So originally, the very early version of Maker it was very focused on crypto collateral, right? And in that paradigm, I mean, really, the idea of what it was need, you know, what you need for real stability was was different, right? So that was all about adjusting adjusting rates. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's and I mean, that's never going to deliver like sort of the kind of stability that a business in the real world is looking for, right? They're looking for like one to one, right? Like mm -hmm. if it's if it's stablecoin, it needs to be yes, possible to Convert it to a dollar, right? Yeah. Uh, nowadays, when Maker is doing so much real assets like we're doing, right? So a lot of the the, the Dai stablecoin is backed by things like uh, treasury, like um, U.S. government bonds, right? Uh, but also the USDC, which is kind of the, the, the you know the, the, the cash of, of crypto in many ways, right? The so the way that we regulate stability of Dai today is actually, um, I mean, it's really like directly inspired and, and very similar to what how banks operate, right? Yeah. Which is called asset liability management. So basically, you need to always have available the assets necessary to sort of pay people out if they want to leave the system, right? Um, so, so I mean, we do that by basically maintaining lots of USDC, and then if the USDC starts to run out, then the other like the other forms of collateral the system has will sort of automatically convert into USDC using. Uh, these sort of, um, you could say, automated legal mechanisms that cause them to just uh, detect that the amount. I mean, th these are completely separate companies, so it's, mm. it's kind of it's sort of a decentralized mechanism built on top of legal structures, and then they can sort of automatically, basically, regulate mm. and ensure that there's always enough USDC, so people can always withdraw to USDC and also some other stablecoins. Absolutely. So MakerDAO has uh, had a history of responding to challenges such as the Black Thursday in 2020. Can you share some insights uh, from your experiences into the lessons that you've learned from uh, past adversaries and how has that shaped the project's resilience and risk management strategies? Well, so Maker is unique, I think, in the whole crypto space in the sense that from the moment we started, um, we were just always so laser focused on the fact that we're building a stablecoin. Yeah. That means our number one uh, sort of, I mean, our business is stability, risk management, uh, safety, right? Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, I think pretty much everyone else in the crypto space, they have this kind of like move fast, break things, yeah. uh, pump the coin, kind yeah. of make money mentality. And Maker, actually, we were very lucky in that we never had that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so, that means even if you look at something like Black Thursday, which is like our big, I mean, really sort of our big, the worst thing that ever happened to me, right? Uh, I think if something like that happened today, uh, because basically it was like a couple of million that the protocol lost to, to uh, like, you know, wrongly adjusted parameters, right? That would be like a blip on the radar today, right? I mean, what we see now is just these completely mind-blowingly massive hacks again and again yeah. and again. It is a, it's a total embarrassment to the space, right? Yeah. And I think uh, what everyone is missing is they just need to move slower. Mm, they need to be more patient, right? They need to realize that really the real way to create value in crypto, lasting value, is to build up trust. Absolutely. And the way you build up the trust is you just take it slow, you 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 know, you build something that works and then you just slowly grow it. You don't move too fast because in the end that kind of growth, that sort of slow, patient growth, yeah. turned into momentum, right? And that becomes unstoppable eventually. And that's what, what Maker has sort of seen, right? Because during the whole bull market, Maker sort of disappeared from the radar, right? Mm -hmm. It just like it just got out, you know, dazzled by all the fast moving, uh, you know, uh, sort of glitzy uh, projects, right? But then they all went away. They all blew up. Not a single one of them survived. And then meanwhile, Maker was just doing that real growth in the background, just step by step, developing that actual fundamental value. And now we can see it's sort of starting to go exponential, right? So as everything else is going down now, everything is sort of, the tide is receding and there's, you know, everyone's naked. Mm. You've got, you've got Maker actually growing yeah. in a way it's never been growing before. Um, so I think that's really exciting. And what I hope we can do is we can really bring this back to the whole space, especially with our subdows, which allows yeah. us to just be in a lot of places at once, right? Interacting with a lot of the other protocols. Mm -hmm. Then, I mean, we want to take that growth that we have in Maker and we want to bring it to the whole space, right? Yeah. And have the whole space be fueled by a new kind of growth, good growth, that is about delivering real value and as a result, growing, attracting users and not focusing on the speculation, not focusing on the pumping, but simply focusing on what are the benefits mm -hmm. that the space got. Because there are some real, you know, amazing benefits available in crypto today, right? Even just stable coins, that is a really, really uh, killer product in yeah. many markets, right? Where people are using them and, and you know, they, they use them for like their daily needs, right? Yeah. And now you've got this new paradigm with, with something like SDI, where we're talking about, um, you know, direct access to really attractive yields mm -hmm. that are not Ponzi-based and are not, you know, uh, unsustainable or dangerous, mm -hmm. but rather that actually is something that is suitable for, for regular people in the right markets where where uh, it makes sense and, and where there's a there's a you know there's a regulatory path to offering mm -hmm. this absolutely uh, also blockchain the convergence of blockchain technology with artificial intelligence ai has been one of the most talked about topics in media of late and a lot of firms are heading towards ai simply because of the hype or because it's one of the hugely glamorous emerging tech that's in the market what is your take on it and is MakerDAO uh, sort of planning to move towards certain AI solutions or do you believe in the convergence of both the techs? Yeah, so I think AI is so similar to crypto in the sense that also yeah. it's just like a bunch of hot air mostly. <laughs> and the vast majority of people have, have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they don't even, they're not even interested in it. They're just <laughs> doing it to like, rebrand, whatever. Yeah, re yeah. So, but the thing is that, so in Maker, which is kind of the same thing with how we approach crypto, which is, I mean, we always got bundled together with all the hyped 
hot air projects until we finally showed something real and people realized, okay, we're different. We've got something real fundamental value here. And so we're doing the same thing with AI. Like we very early started uh, basically researching and developing uh, on what was possible with, with AI yeah. uh, for, for our needs uh, in Maker. So, and, and AI is going to be probably the biggest thing that's going to really transform uh, Maker, I guess, in addition to this ability to interact with the real world. Uh, you know, once we developed that, mm-hmm. every, the whole thing changed, right? And, and Maker became so much more valuable mm-hmm. from, from developing that ability to connect with the real world in a regulatory compliant way. Mm-hmm. Um, and with AI, what it allows us to do is to solve our new biggest problem, which is basically our problem is we've become so big that it starts to be really, really difficult to control the system as a DAO, right? Because a DAO just means it's just a bunch of people Absolutely. collaborating over the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that gets really, really difficult the more people you add. Yeah. Um, with AI, our goal is to basically give everybody an assistant that gives them access to all the information. So today there's a huge difference between some of the insiders that spend 24-7 being super nerds, and they have they have a lot of, of power, right? They have a lot of control. They're not always the smartest people at making decisions relevant to legal questions or financial questions or marketing or whatever, right? They're, I mean, but they're really, really good at navigating the bureaucracy of the system, basically, right? And so what we want to do is we want to turn, we want to make all the experts that know something about the actual specialized, you know, domain areas that, that we have to, to, you know, we're sort of competing in. We want to give all of those a sort of a, essentially an AI assistant that makes it possible for them to effortlessly, easily, and, and even sort of, uh, you know, like it, it should even be fun in a sense, right? It should be engaging um, to take that in knowledge and take that information and provide it to the DAO, help steer in the right direction and get rewarded for the value you create by providing this information, right? And if we crack that code, if we create a system like an economic network where anybody can come and contribute and to deliver the information, deliver the value they have, get fairly rewarded for that in return, and then the system as a whole can sort of integrate that value and make the right decisions at a, you know, a scaled up sort of aggregate uh, scale, right? The value of that is uh immeasurable basically and and this is kind of what maker has been going towards from the very beginning um but uh, uh i mean with ai we've got this whole new dimension that gets it so closer to to, to our reach yeah. and just you know really enables us uh to, to sort of i mean scale in in completely ways we'd never envisioned especially with this model of sub right mm-hmm. where not only are we making governance a lot more accessible in general through AI, but on top of that, we are directly splitting up the DAO into these much smaller, much more flexible, much more specialized sub-DAOs, right? Smaller units that can each specialize on a particular topic, and then they all get their own tokens, right? So everybody can can basically farm the token, get the token for free, if they use of the system, you can just uh, farm these sub-DAOs sometime uh, next year when it launches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what that means, if you want to do real assets, you can you can you know sort of basically collaborate with other people who want to do the same thing, uh, and that's kind of already there. That makes things a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have the like-minded people. You're making decisions together, and if you make the right decision, you're going to benefit the most because you have your own token, right? Yeah. So it's very much so sort of compartmentalized, and you have the flexibility because if you make the wrong decision, mm-hmm. you take the loss. Mm-hmm. So suddenly you can very easily. I mean, do a lot of things that you wouldn't be possible to do in like a big sort of bulky yeah. 
uh, DAO. And then you add on top of that, you add the AI. Absolutely. So not only do you have the specialization, but now you also have you know all the data, all the knowledge, all the experience of the whole ecosystem at your fingertips. And yeah, like I'm very excited mm. for actually being able to deliver that and, and have people adopt it and have people find the tokens and, and dig into it. Yeah. But as with everything maker, you know, we're taking it step by step, right? We're being patient. We're yeah. we're launching this when it's ready and it really mm-hmm. can do something real. Uh, you know, which again I'm hoping it's gonna be early next year. But uh, you know, um, that's what we learned is you you need to take your time and that's when you'll see the real value. Pretty amazing stuff coming up from Maker, uh, I'm sure. Uh, I think compliance and regulations have been a tricky arena for a lot of Web3 entrepreneurs to sort of uh, navigate. How has MakerDAO sustained in those terms? And uh, what are some of the lessons that you would like to provide to other entrepreneurs who are still struggling in that space? Also, how far are we from um, better, clearer regulations across the globe? There's, of course, um, a lot of things happening Nika that came up, but um, how far are we still uh, globally in terms of clear regulations around these emerging technologies? Yeah, so I mean, so the thing is, if you want to build financial products mm-hmm. and and you know things relating to like money and, and people's savings, right? Then the number one advice is I would give is like, look, regulation is so important. Yeah. Uh, nobody should know that better than people in crypto because of all the absolutely devastating, you know, horrible stories of all the scams, all the, the disasters that, that ruins lives, right? That, that, and that's what happens when you mess with people's savings, right? Uh, there, there has to be controls around that, right? There has to be boundaries so people can feel safe getting into crypto, right? So I think what's happening right now is we're seeing a few like front runner jurisdictions, front runner markets. Uh, I mean, they're, we're in Singapore, which is, I think, a decent place, I would say. Uh, there is, um, uh, you know, South Korea and Japan are two markets that we are really excited about in Maker. That's one thing is the regulation, but beyond that, it's the attitude that these countries are just extremely embracing of innovation ultimately. And they're like large markets. Uh, South Korea has this unique thing that even the sort of the democratic dynamics of the, mm. of the country's fundamental like political fabric actually support crypto innovation. Which uh, there's nothing like that anywhere else in the world. I think so. That's as a as a place to build and, and focus on. I think South Korea. I, I wish everybody would focus more on South Korea and just bring the best to South Korea, mm-hmm. uh, because that's a place where we can really grow, really build something amazing. Uh, and if we do that, and a lot of you know, we realize a lot of benefits in South Korea for the South Korean people, for the South Korean economy. That's gonna just be a showcase to the rest of the world of all the benefits you can get if you do it right, you, are, you embrace the technology and you do the right kind of regulation. Um, I mean, honestly, what's amazing about South Korea is that it has so many schemes, mm. yet they still understand there's some real value. Yeah. So I think, I mean, if the if all the innovators in the world could just help us get, let's, let's push out the scams from South Korea mm. and let's build something real there. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, also build in, in the other places with potential like Japan, Singapore, uh, Dubai, Switzerland, Mika, if we can, you know, uh, figure it out, mm-hmm. uh, then, um, you know, that is, that's the place to focus right now, I think, right? Because that we have, rather than, than talking yeah. and, and complaining about the places where the regulation isn't yet 
I guess, uh, sort of in tune with reality, in tune with the potential of technology. We're better off doing things and doing it in the places where there are ways to do it. Um, and I'm really excited. I mean, I think a lot of people started to see this, right? That's also why I think there's so many people coming to Singapore this year, right? They realize Asia in particular is really one of the places where the, 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 the potential is so massive because there is this positive kind of attitude towards innovation. Um, so I'm so excited for how it's going to develop from here. Absolutely. Do you have any final words, uh, I mean, I think I think uh, there's, like I said, right. There's going to be so much uh, amazing growth coming to the space. We went through this whole cycle of sort of uh, pumping and dumping, basically. Mm -hmm. Turned out there was no real value, mm -hmm. but that was an important lesson. Now the space finally knows we need to focus on building the real values. And and as I've basically been saying, right, Maker is the absolute pinnacle of a project that knows how to deliver the real value, mm -hmm. and. The way we want to bring this to the whole space, the way we want to get the whole space to grow and to, to actually live up its, to its potential is through this thing of splitting up and sort of taking our features and taking our value and delivering through sub with their own tokens that will be available 